Welcome to the Next Level American Dream podcast, brought to you by Thompson Multifamily Group. Your hosts, Abigail and Sean, will discuss how you can take your American dream to the next level through real estate investing, business practices, and personal development. Join us as we share our experiences as a father-daughter duo who are trying to accomplish their goal of financial freedom. We hope you learn more about how to define and achieve your American dream. Here's another episode of Next Level American Dream. Welcome to the Next Level American Dream Women's Series in celebration of Women's History Month. We have an amazing guest for you today, but first, please make sure you have subscribed if you haven't already. We also love getting your feedback through likes, comments, ratings, and reviews. Today, Abigail sat down with Shelly Peterson. Shelly is the rainmaker of Kahuna Investments, and her main role is investor relations and onboarding. She gives us an insight into her transition from her corporate job to real estate and some of the benefits she's noticed in being a woman in the industry. If you found any value from today's episode, then please share it with a friend and help us grow. For more information on our sponsor, visit thompsongroup.com to start taking your American dream to the next level through passive investing. Hi, Shelly. Welcome. How are you? Well, I'm just doing super fantastic, Abby. Thank you so much for having me on this special women's edition. I love it so much. I'm all about women empowerment and how we can get more women into real estate. I am so excited. You're going to be our first guest of the series too. So thank you so much for joining me. It's my pleasure, my dear. My pleasure. Okay. So before we get started, I just have to say thank you so much. You have been a driving force in me believing in myself and knowing that I can do this in this business. So I'm so grateful for you. And I just wanted you to know that. Oh, thank you. Girl, you <laughs> make me cry. Get me all sentimental. Well, yeah. hey, I see talent very quickly and you are going to go very, very far. And I can't be more proud of what you have achieved already. So I am looking uh, forward to some really big things that you're going to be doing down the road. So kudos to you, my friend. (laughs) Thank you so much. Okay. So let's get into you. You started in pharmaceutical sales. How did you get into that field and what was the reasoning behind it? Some things like that. Tell us about your background. Okay. Long story short, you guys are going to laugh. I am actually a registered dietitian by trade. Yep. You heard it. I am the worst one you will ever meet because I love everything that's bad that you put in your mouth. Okay. Chocolate, anything deep fried. That is me. I know I'm not supposed to, but Hey, I, I believe in moderation. So yeah. So long story short, out of college, I knew that clinical work wasn't the thing for me. So I ended up into hotel management and, and I managed the, the front in the back of the house of their food service operations. So a lot of dietitians can go into food operations. And then I was quickly promoted into sales management in, in a short eight months, okay? And while I was a sales manager for the, for the Marriott property, one of my clients was Merck Pharmaceuticals. And I actually knew a gal that was um, at the meeting and um, she's like, Shelly, you really need to do this. Here are, here's my manager, let, let me get you in contact with them. So it was kind of a nice fit for me. I enjoy doing sales. I love meeting new people. And, and a plus I was able to use my scientific background. So I, I love, I love science and anything that's scientific. Okay. So I will tell you jumping into the real estate world, it's almost like having a doctor becoming a lawyer. Okay. Because the language is completely different, so right? Different. 
Yes. Yep. So that's how I that's how I got that's how I got going in the pharmaceutical career. And I had a nice career with Merck. The, the, the challenge with the pharmaceutical industry, you better be really good at interviewing because there's not a lot of job security in that field. They're always changing, downsizing. A, a, a product or a drug is going off patent. So you're like, okay, what am I selling next? From there, from Merck, I ended up with a small little specialty company called Novin, and it's a women's health company. And I probably have one of my best careers in women's health because anything that pertains to women, women's health, women empowerment, I am like, sign me up all day long because I'm very, very passionate about that. So that's why I'm so excited to be part of this segment because anything pertaining to women empowerment, I'm all in, right? That is one of the um, reasons why I asked you to be here too, so... You know, I'm passionate about it. Absolutely. And then from Novin, unfortunately, in 2016, they said, you know what? We are shutting down our doors. So the products weren't doing well. They completely eliminated the Salesforce and the marketing team. And they wow. shut down their home office in New York City, which was a really sad day. It was a sad day for me because I'm like, what do I do next? Yeah. And, but for Corey, Corey was like, oh, goody, I get Mama Kahuna on board. Yes. And I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to be very frank. I came into the real estate kicking and screaming. Okay. I wanted no part of it. I didn't want to, you know, working with your husband, that's a whole different segment. Come. Corey and I are uh, very similar to the point that we've actually taken a test. It's called the predictive index. And if you haven't taken this index survey, it tells you a lot about who you are, how you are, and how you manage people and what your leadership styles are. Well, come to find out, Corey and I are both mavericks. I'll give you an example. People think, right? People think that we're arguing half the time. Our team's like, oh my gosh, mom and dad are fighting again. But we're really just talking. So yeah. Mavericks are very, they have a very strong A, very strong dominance. And when you have two of those Mavericks in the same room, let alone being married to one, you could, it's a lot of fun in the Kahuna Investments world. Let's just put it that way. A lot of fun. It <laughs> really keeps you on your toes. And I totally understand that. I feel like my dad and I are the same way. We're very, very similar. And I came into the business just saying absolutely not. And then I met you guys, honestly, yep. turned everything around. Yep. We just flipped your world upside down, didn't we, Miss Abbott? You we really did. did. You really did. But you touched on it a little bit. So the reasoning you came into real estate was you your company went out of business. But what are you doing now? Like, how did you guys decide your role in the company? That's a very good question. And so we've always believed that you should always put people in the right seats. Okay. So if you haven't read Traction... Uh, or or adopted this EOS system, that is something I highly, highly recommend. And from day one, it's, okay, where are your strengths? Where do I think I would be best suited for? And so for me, it made complete sense, okay, investor relations. And so that entails meeting new potential and passive investors, going to events, driving the bus of getting people together and sharing the story of what we do here at Cahoon Investments and how we can help people find another way um, that's an alternative to the stock market. And that's, and that's what I do. And I'll be happy to share that whole process and talk to you more about that too as well. Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, you're, you do a lot of potential investor meetings. Are there certain things that you think you took away from your pharmaceutical sales background that you have really found are amazing benefits to what you're doing with those meetings? Oh, absolutely. So 
you know, with calling on doctors is always such a fun, adventurous sort of deal. And, and so I was a drug rep for many, many years, and then I was promoted to run my own team. So at the tail end of my career, I managed nine excellent women um, across the West Coast, and I would teach them how to talk to doctors. How do you get doctors to buy in? How do you create impact with a short amount of time? right? Because when you're in these doctor's offices, you've probably got 30 seconds or less to deliver a powerful message. And I think oftentimes as syndicators, we get so excited and you hear, you know, raising money is a completely different game than talking to physicians or doctors or high net worth individuals, but not really. I mean, at the end of the day, you're still talking to people and people want to do business with people that they like, know, and trust. Yes. And so, you know, going back into my pharmaceutical career, it was, you know, I always say, you know, when I was training my, my, my representatives, I'm like, listen, it's very, very simple. You guys, it's really, if you were to deliver your key messages, it's really four things that you have to focus on. And I call it the P's, right? What's in it for the physician? What's in it for their, their, oh, I forgot for the patient number one, right? And those are the three P's, not, there was not four, there was three, three P's. And so if you kind of cross that over to the, it's really the same thing. What's in it for the passive investor? How, you know, how am I going to assure them that, you know, that their money's going to grow, that it's safe, uh, that it's, and you know, now again, you can't use those terms because in the pharmaceutical industry, we'd call that fair balance. We can never say, well, this is a hundred percent effective or a hundred percent safe, but yeah. you could show them the clinical data and do comparisons, right? And right, say, doctor, right. in a study of X amount of patients, well, it's the same thing in the real estate game. Hey, passive investor, you know, based on my track record as our track record as a company, here are the deals that we have done. Here are the deals that have performed, yeah. right? Yes. And so that's how, I mean, really when you're talking to people, it's, they need to know more information. If they say no, that's okay. It's just not right now. And I think that's where a lot of people get discouraged because, you know, dealing with people, other people's money, it's very personal, right? It's very personal and it's very, yes, it, it just, and especially if you grew a family household that didn't talk about money, you have to be very comfortable talking about it. Right. And a lot of people are not. So it's, it's, it's a matter of just trying to give them enough information and asking the right questions for them to say, tell me more. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You have to get them to feel comfortable speaking to you about some pretty difficult topics, especially because a lot of people, our investments are high amounts. And so this, some of this is their life savings. And so it's very high stakes for us, but it's important for them to understand that what they're doing is the right choice for them. Absolutely. But bouncing off of that is people yes. say no, like you said, what are some frequent objections that you're finding in a lot of potential investors right now? I would say probably the, the, the big objection that you can handle right from the bat is, is your money safe? Yeah. Right? They want to yeah. make sure that you're parking it in a place and a good investment that makes sense. So when someone says, no, not right now, typically it's because there's something about the deal that they're not comfortable about. Mm -hmm. And so it might sound a little bit something like this. Hey, Abby, sounds like you might have a couple of reservations. Walk me through what is it about this deal that you are saying no to? And they'll say, well, I don't think your CapEx budget is correct, or I'm not, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little uncertain on how your management team is going to bring this up to the occupancy where it needs to, where it needs to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these things, I mean, a lot of times Corey answers these questions very, very well, because in my role, my whole role is just getting to know I'm very nosy, Abby. <laughs> so <laughs> they call me the gatekeeper. Okay. So let me just kind of briefly walk you through our process and procedures on how we talk to our passive investors. Okay. So That's they come great. through all sorts of avenues, right? A lot of our passive investors are people that we know and their referrals, but, but sometimes I'll get a, a passive investor that came through Corey's podcast or someone said, Hey, they told us to check you out. So I'm always asking like, where did you come from? How did you, how did you find us? What can we do for you? We'll see if we're a good fit. And that's typically through a Zoom meeting. Ideally, be nice to meet people one-on-one, but because of COVID, hey, Zoom is changing, I mean, the face of the whole industry, I think. Absolutely. And it's great because now you can meet with anybody, anywhere, anytime yeah. with the technology we have in place. So typically, you know, when someone comes through a Zoom meeting, I mean, my whole goal at that point for a brand new investor is to get them to do what? And Abby, you already know this. It's to get them to sign the accredited questionnaire. Absolutely. Right? And so yeah. you have to be very, you have to be very directive with people from the very beginning and set up those expectations. Okay. And I would say, Hey, Abby, thank you so much for bringing on the call, you know, meeting with me today. We're just going to kind of get to know one another, see if we're a right fit. At the end of this call, I'm going to ask you to fill out this DocuSign. It's an accredited questionnaire. It's going to come to you via email as a DocuSign. That must be filled out before we can show you any deals. And even prior to that, after they even fill out the accredited questionnaire, we still don't know these guys. I'm setting up an appointment with Corey because Corey now wants to see who these people are all about, right? So we kind of have a a check and balance system and it works beautifully. But, you know, throughout my presentation and when I'm talking to folks, it's you're going over your credibility kit. And you're kind of telling, so for me, I always like sharing our Kahuna story. They're like, why the name Kahuna? What is Kahuna all about? And I always say, we got started, we got started 20 years ago when Corey and I went to um, Hawaii, Kauai specifically. And we, the richest man that we've ever met because we both, Corey and I both grew up poor. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to say middle-class. We, girl, we were poor. Okay. Corey was country poor and I was city poor. (laughs) I mean, everybody thinks, oh, you're from Tulsa, Oklahoma. You're, you're a country girl. No, no, no. Corey's country. He grew up on 188 acres. So that is country. And I've been to his little town of West Plains, Missouri. Let me tell you, when you see billy goats on top of cars, we, we have arrived. We are country. I grew up in our urban and where like, there were like knockout drag out fights in the playground. Okay. That's how I grew up. But anyway, (laughs) long story short, I I crack myself up sometimes, Abby. Long story (laughs) short, his mom said, Shelly, you want to come to Hawaii? I just met this woman. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I would love to go to Hawaii. We've never flew, A, because we never had the, the means to do it. Yeah. But meeting Bruce, Corey calls him Bruce Wayne. He wasn't Batman, but he was but he was loaded. But he provided the ideal of what it would look like to have time and to have freedom, money freedom and time freedom. And let me tell you, Abby, it was it was beautiful. This his place on the beach was absolutely spectacular. The, it was one of those moments that Corey and I just sat hand in hand on the beach. We're like, how could we live this life? How could we, how could we build something to, to have a life like this? And so Corey's like, what does this guy do? I'm like, I don't know, babe, but you need to ask him whatever he's doing, we're going to do. And lo and behold, he does apartments. So that's, you know, Corey and I left the Island thinking Bruce was the big kahuna 
and you know we want to be we want to be the big kahuna someday right so there you go kahuna investments was born in 2005 so that is the the story but when you're walking through your presentation we call it a credibility kit Some people call it a pitch deck there's different terms that, that go out in the industry your credibility kit is what you're going to talk to investors, potential passive investors and to brokers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so you want to have a nice story behind, like, who are you? Like you guys are the Thompson multifamily group. How did your story begin? Right? So you have to be able to share that story and get personal with people. And then from there, we talk to them about, you know, we call it the buy box. I think your dad is the one that coined that term, the buy box. You know, what, what's the criteria that we look for hundred units or more, you know, B a C assets, right? So we define what we're looking for and then we walk them through. And, you know, when you're talking to a potential passive investors, I think it's very, and this is a sales technique. So if you're listening, take notes, mm -hmm. take notes right here. Okay. I'm giving out some good nuggets. You really you are. are going to want to check in. All right. If you are, if you're doing more of the talking, something is wrong. And let me tell you guys, as a sales, uh, with a sales background, this, this piece right here is the hardest for me because I will talk your ears off, right? Yeah. <laughs> I will just, I will just keep going and going and going. So, but when you are presenting to a potential investor, you really have to shut up and check in. Abby, does this make sense? Do you understand our management process? Do you understand what we're looking for? You know, I will also say because we do what's called tax depreciation on all of our properties, because we do cost segregation studies, be very careful talking about tax depreciations with that passive investor. You can get yourself caught up in the weeds because, it, you know, I always say talk to your or talk to your tax expert. Don't ever. You always want to just keep them focused on your processes and procedures and what makes you different than other um people that are in the industry. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. And that was incredible. Thank you so much for walking us through how you approach that. You bet. And so to go back to your question, what other common objections do we get when you're doing? Yeah. When you're going through your presentation, you're going to bring, you have to be careful what you can say or can't say due to the SEC guidelines. Okay. Now, if this is someone that's a family member or your sister or, or a friend that you've known for years, you can tell them everything, okay? Yeah. But if it's a brand new person, you really need to be careful because you don't know who these people are. They could be working for the SEC and, and testing you. I swear, I think I had one on a Zoom call and he was asking me some questions and I said, you have to sign the accredited questionnaire. Like I stop him right there. I'm like, I can't talk to you about a deal. So really the bottom line when you're talking to past investors that you've never met, you cannot, let me rephrase this and be very, very clear, you cannot talk about the specific deal. You can't say, Abby, I have a 500, um, a 500 unit deal that pays, you know, 18%, you know, annualized. And this is how you, you cannot do that. Does that make sense? I'm mm -hmm. just put a disclaimer there. That was, that was just an example. If anybody from CC is watching, don't have that deal, but I'm just giving an example. Okay. But what you can talk about is you could talk about your past deals. You could talk about how your management company is different. You could talk about what you do as an investment company that may be different or what makes you stand out. So yeah. for example, our company, we do what's called a financial dashboard. So some, some syndicators that are out there, they only show a snapshot, not Kahuna Investments. No, no, no. We show you the whole 133 pages, depending on the, the deal of everything that pertains to that asset. Right. So if you want to see what checks were written at the, on the property level, guess what? 
on the financial dashboard, you can see it, right? So those are some of the things that I like to highlight. Yeah, I like to highlight when I'm talking to folks. And I also like to encourage them, like, listen, if you're talking to other people, make sure that they have this for you. Absolutely. Make sense? Yes, absolutely. You definitely want to have clear and transparency with your investors. That's what makes you a good syndicator. You have nothing to hide. Well, you and you want to be as transparent as possible. We always say we don't have, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly news. It's always just the news and where we are. Right. And so a lot of times people ask me, well, how are you doing through COVID? I'm very, very upfront and say, okay, we have two properties that are suffering right now. Here's what we're doing. Right. Because of COVID. Okay. Uh, You know, it's, you know, it's COVID. I'll give you an example. We have uh, a 508 bed, uh, 508 bed property. That's a student housing property in Evansville, Indiana. It's gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous property. Been a hundred percent occupied for the past three years with a wait list, with a wait list. We have people waiting to get into this property for the past three years. You want to know what it's at right now? It's at 45%, 45% dang COVID. So how, so how do you, as an operator, like how do you, how do you maneuver through that? And that, so I'm going to say it's not always sunshines and roses being in this space, right? Yes. The rewards are, the rewards are high, but there's also some risk. I mean, who could predict a freaking pandemic, right? Yeah. So, but the good news is we're on track. It's going to get fully leased back up by fall. It's going to take us a while to get back to its former glory, but it will be there. So, but you know, that's a whole different segment, Abby, a whole, that's a, that's an operations maker. You are <laughs> more than welcome to come back and we can dive even more deep into that if you want. But yeah, like you said, life happens and you can't always predict things, but you can have plans in place to make sure that you're continuing because apartments, they're businesses. You have to make sure that your business continues to run. And so it's, it's good to share that with people because people can very easily look at what we do and be like, oh, everything's perfect. It's so easy, but it's really not always and things can go wrong, but the reason that we're successful but, is we have processes and procedures in place in order to combat some of those things. Right. And listen, nothing, nothing with great rewards doesn't come easy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our, our success did not come overnight, but you guys, it just takes one apartment deal to set you free. I, I tell you what, the, the first time we exited from our 144 unit property in Greenville, South Carolina, that was the day that I had the freedom saying goodbye to corporate America. I had the the freedom to to do what I wanted to do on my terms, right? Yes. And so it's changing if you're willing to work for it, and especially for women. I, I feel like women. This is this is now. I want to hit on a gut wrenching point because, you know, for me, it was how do I spend more time with my kids? How do I how do I balance my life where I'd be a good wife, a good mother, a good friend? And I don't think we recognize this as much, but women carry a lot of roles, right? We we carry on a lot of burden on our shoulders. And, and I, and I think real estate can set a lot of women free if done properly and surround yourself with the right people and the right mentorship and and coaching. You definitely want a coach to, to get you there faster, only not only to get you there faster, but to make sure you don't make the same mistakes that they did. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you can yeah. learn a lot from other people. You really can. So anyway, it's, 
yeah, so it's been super life changing and I'm just um, so proud of how far we've come as a company and how you guys have come far. It's just awesome to, to see the growth. And listen, there are more women today that I've seen in real estate and I'm like super pumped. I'm like, good for you. You go girl, you I go. Know. Right. <laughs> I, I have been having the exact same feelings, but I want to come back to what you said just a second ago. Women have so many roles and it's really hard to fulfill those roles in many career paths. And that's one of the reasons why I really like real estate for myself is so many women battle with how can I have it all being a wife, a mom, yes. being a, being a good person to yourself and everybody around you. And then also having a successful career, it's hard. But I think real estate is a great avenue in order to do that if that is what you want with your life. So I loved that that's what you said and you echoed that for me. But to kind of go off of that even more, what are some challenges you found as a woman in the industry and in your role that have almost been hard to overcome? And then what did you do in order to like get through those difficult times? Well, I mean, I can't speak for every gals that are out there, but I will say that I think there might be like a stereotype or a stigma attached to women. Like they can't do it better than men. And I'm not here to man hate or man bash because I love men. I love my man. My man is awesome. Okay. Corey Peterson is, is solid rock star. Love him to pieces. And he, you know, one of the things that he has always done for me, he's always believed in me no matter what, no, no matter what I do. And he's very supportive. He's like, honey, which mountain to move? I will freaking move it. Like yeah. that's how he rolls and vice versa. So we do have a really good um, relationship in that sense. But I will say going to these events and watching other women up on stage, or I, I think that the biggest challenge maybe, and I, I don't even know if this is true or not, but I haven't seen it personally, maybe a couple of times where like, oh, she's cute. She's, or I get labeled, oh, that's Kahuna's wife. And she really doesn't like, I don't, it, contribute as much, right? Or I don't have anything to bring to the table yeah. and which that is fine. So I, I always say that, you know, when people don't really know you, I mean, you're, there's a saying and I forgot how it goes, but people will always be more drawn to your conviction and passion versus the depth of your knowledge. That, that, that was a quote. That was a you quote. Did it. <laughs> you remembered it. <laughs> Does that make sense? We just went, we just, we just went deep right there, Abby. That was very powerful. So people will be more convicted by your passion of what you believe in versus the depth of your knowledge. Okay. And I think that especially women that are just starting out, they may think, oh my gosh, they're not going to, you know, take me seriously, especially if they're talking to brokers. Brokers can be very, very tricky, yeah. right? They're like, oh, well, she can't, they're not going to close. You know, brokers want a surety of close when they're talking to potential um, investors when they're buying their deals. But I will also say the advantage, the advantage that yeah. women can have, let me just, let me just share that that's very different from the men's role is that we are great at connecting and nurturing and, and being able to, to quickly connect with people because we are women and most people feel safe, feel more comfortable in a sense that if it's a woman talking to a potential passive investor, they'll open up. I can't even tell you how many times I've talked to people and they tell me their whole life stories. Okay. Yeah. They're divorced. They're, they're, you know, problems at home. Women can quickly connect and be friends with people. And I will say, if you are in this space, 
that is the number one driver right there is building those relationships and rapport quickly. Yeah, you're right? easily trusted. I, I found that also. I just feel like people, they open up to me in a way that they don't to my dad. Right, right. And, and, and I think another common factor too, is that women are just by their innate nature, they're just, they love, they love on people. Uh, I do think that's a, a gift from God that, that he gave us that, you know, we, we are meant to be the nurturers where we are meant to love on people. Now I will say this now, if you're a mean, nasty woman, you have no joy in your life. It's going to be really hard to come across the that type of behavior right because i've known some women that are just kind of ugly right so if you're if you feel like you have that negative nelly attitude that is self-improvement you gotta you gotta dig deep inside and just find what brings you joy okay because i found women that don't have joy in their life they're not going to be as successful Ooh, that's powerful too that is very 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 powerful joy is such a driving force and i wake up every single day loving my job and it really helps especially as an entrepreneur, you have to have that drive in order to make this business work. Yes. I will say that entrepreneurship can be a very lonely profession because you're in your head a lot. And so if you don't have a team in place or if you're just starting out, it is vital that you reach out and be a part of a network that can help you um, maneuver through those things. Because really it's, it's kind of a, it's a mental game, right? You're, you're battling with yourself half the time. I would say not even half the time, three quarters of the time. Second guessing, (laughs) should I have done this or should I have done it this way? Or, you know, uh, we have a saying in our, in our company, like when we're working on something new, it's like version one is better than version none. But a lot of times people get so stuck analysis paralysis that they can't even move forward. So I used to say this to my team lots and lots of times. It's like, just get into the activity, just do the activity. The results will come. Yeah. Something that we've found is this is, this is my family business. So my whole family is in this and we take it, this is our lives. This is what we do every day. We take it so personally. And it's like, you got to get out of your own head and realize that like, just go and do it and it'll work out. (laughs) But we're like, it has to be good for us. Like, this is what we're providing to the world. And it's like, no, it's okay. (laughs) Just keep going. Right. Just keep going. Corey said, like version one's better than version none. <laughs> it's so true. I actually did that to my dad uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I'm helping my parents move and my dad, God love him. So his role, and I understand why he is the way he is. It's because he inspects parts. Okay. For airplanes. And so everything has to be very pristine and perfect. Well, because he has that OCD quality, dude can't make a decision to save his life. I'm like, dad, which bucket do you want this in? You want to keep it, throw it away or don't. So I'm helping them move. And it was very, very challenging for them. I'm like, okay, dad, version one's better than version none. Let's just keep moving forward. And I love right. my dad. My dad's awesome. But I, I see that there are a lot of people that are like my dad and that they got to have all the information in the world and talk to you know, a hundred people before they even get started. Like, dude, no, just move, just keep, move forward. Right. There's also a saying, right. Have you ever seen that meme where it says entrepreneurship, like someone jumping off cliff and then they're building their airplane down areas. I'm like, that is so true. Right. It's like you jump off the cliff and you're just going to build the airplane or your glider on the way down. Right. On the way down. So that's what it's like. Yeah. Yes. No, that is so true. (laughs) 
I feel like I'm constantly having to build my my ship, my airplane, just any form of transportation as we fly through this crazy adventure. It's really, really insane. But okay, so last question I have for you, and you touched on this a little bit, but what does the American dream mean to you? That's so, I love that question, Abby. You know, my core is, is family. And so the American dream is being able to have the freedom to provide for your family, to be with your family to, at, at any point, you know, you know, for, for us, it's being present at our kids' games. You know, they're in the high school years right now. And you know what's sad, Abby, is that there are parents that are out there working their butts off and they're going to be missing all those kids' games. The things that matter the most, that should matter the most in your life is, in my opinion, it's, it's all about the, your, your family and what you can do for people. And so the American dream is that we are able, we are provided an opportunity to be able to do those things. They say that money isn't everything, but let me tell you, it's it's not. But money can provide opportunities in such a such a bigger form or fashion than anything else, right? To be able to sponsor my daughter's soccer team, you know, I'm providing the away game meals, like being being a donor to to give my parents a freaking house. I mean, this is what this life has brought us. My husband and I have given our both parents, not just one set of parents, both parents, a house. Oh, beautiful. Now, if that's not the American dream, people, I, I don't know. I mean, you're, everybody's American dream is different, but that is our American dream. And to be able to provide that and, and to see, and it's not about, it's for us, it's more of, seeing the joy that our parents have and and they're just and 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 watching them enjoy the rest of their years out in front of them that yes. is the american dream my friend um, and that hits so home, close to home to me because my mom came to this country with nothing abby she was an american filipino she married my my dad who was a gi at the time and uh, my dad, long story short, my dad was a very abusive man, almost killed my mom. And so, you know, the only memory that I have of my real father is when I was one years old, my mom was holding me and I turned my head and I got smacked really hard. And my mom said, no, your dad meant to hit me. She goes, that was the day I left him. Can you imagine marrying the love of your life, coming to this country, barely knowing the language, you don't have family, you're, you're pregnant and you have a baby. And, you know, I, I just don't even know how my mom, my mom did it. And so she has raised my, my sister and I to be very strong, independent women to make our own mark in this world. But I look at that, I'm like, my mother was able to overcome all those obstacles. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm a firm believer that if you believe, believe in anything that you want in this life, you, you can make it happen. You can make it happen. I said so to be able to give my mom this dream house of hers because her house was falling apart. Uh, she just actually moved in a couple weeks ago and she said, honey, thank you. You're, you're a good daughter <laughs> in her Asian accent. You're a good daughter. <laughs> I am mom. That, Mama Lucy. Gotta thank love her. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was a gorgeous story. Oh, thank you for having me, Miss Abby. And I look forward to hearing this segment soon. Before you leave, how can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out and learn more about Kahuna Investments? Oh, for sure. Talk to you specifically. Yep. You, you can reach me at Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y at KahunaInvestments.com. Or you can visit us on our website at www.kahunainvestments.com. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much, Shelly, for joining me. I'm so excited to have you as our first Women's Series guest in March. And I am still so grateful to you and your role in my business and my life. You're so welcome. It's my pleasure. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level American Dream. If you would like to learn more about what we talked about today, want to contact the team directly, or are interested in passively investing and being a part of our deal room, head over to our website at www.thompsonmultifamilygroup.com. Before you go, please leave a review. Your comments help us create more episodes for you to enjoy.